It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn football ranked in the top 10? What? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackman. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a Ferg Friday yet again. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, our guest today. And Jay Ferg, we were kind of talking before we clicked record, but uh, ESPN's new uh, FPI, the Football Power Index, is out for 2022. And Auburn is ranked in the top 10 as their uh, their 10th highest team with this metric. And there's a million different metrics, million different ways to measure things. Uh, but this specific one liked Auburn, I guess. Yeah, this is, this is weird. <laughs> this is just really weird. FPI does not get a good rep among, uh, among analytics people just because <clears throat> I think if you look at it, like we were talking about it before you start recording, like what goes into it, you right. know? I look at something like, and this is the crazy thing for me, is that for a long, long, long time, I have been a proponent of Bill Connolly's SP Plus okay. before he went to ESPN. And it's like, okay, well, now you have him at ESPN, and yet you still go with this index. And their FBI, they do this. It's not just college football. They have a basketball one. They have uh, they have an NFL one. They have like they have all these things that they try to, you know, they try to make their own. Problem right. is, it's just very vague and very opaque. Like we just can't like really see like what it based like, based on. You can look at what SP plus breaks down. You can see kind of what the formula or just the FBI is just like, hey, this is what we predict. It's like, oh, okay, based based like you know what goes into the yeah. predictions. Yeah, and I mean, you go to ESPN's website. It's like, all right, what is college FBI? And it says FBI is a predictive rating system designed to measure team strength and project performance going forward. It's like, well. Yeah, okay, but um, it doesn't really say what they're actually looking at. When, when it says what goes into FBI, it says in the preseason, these components are made up entirely of data from previous seasons, such as returning starters, past performance, recruiting rankings, and coaching tenure. But it's like, well, okay, what's weighed what? What matters right, more? Yeah. Why is this important to you? And it just doesn't really seem to be there. But – Whatever's in this mystery formula likes the Tigers this year. I guess. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, well, past performance, well, last year's performance shouldn't have given you top 10, you know, uh, believability. You wouldn't necessarily say that Auburn's recruited at a top 10 level over the last few years as a whole. Brian Harson, you know, if you're about coaching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously really successful at Boise State, but, you know, it's only yeah. been around, you know, Auburn for a year and went and you had a losing record. Um, you look at SP Plus. So SP Plus in February, when Connolly released his first round of projections, had Auburn at 25th. That makes a whole lot more sense. Sure. And his thing is, is that it's built also on some of those similar things. But you know what's weighed. And so one big thing for Connolly in, in in SP Plus is your offense. A lot of times, when you look at year to year progression or regression in college football, a lot of it comes down to what you return in the passing game. That is the toughest to replace. Running back, uh, running back production is the easiest re- to replace. Usually, offensive line usually sits somewhere in the middle. Um, so, as we know, Auburn does not return their starting quarterback from last season and does not return a ton of production at wide receiver. So, 
their offensive rating in the preseason is 45th, which I, makes a lot of sense. Like that's that's, that's where you would kind of sit for Auburn right now. Um, no matter if you think like if you're high on Auburn, if you're low on Auburn, it's just like okay, based on what we've seen, this is kind of where you where you would put them. Right. Um, defensively, Auburn's way higher. I think uh, you know on defense right now, I'm looking at Auburn is 14th in defense in SP plus preseason. Well, it makes sense, right? You got uh, Colby Wooden and Derek Hall and Owen Papo and like uh, you know you bring back a decent amount of guys in the secondary. It's like that that makes sense. Yeah. I just don't see where, like, you know, if you're a top 10 team, that's saying offense, defense, and special teams. Like, that's saying at worst, like, you're probably looking at Auburn being top 15 on offense. It's just like, things can happen. Yeah, it's just like, there would have to be a lot of things that would click and Auburn to be better than expected for it to do that. And so, basing that off of predictions, it's like, I don't know what kind of projections you're really going off of there. You know, because like you said, like, Returning production doesn't really stack up. Last year's record doesn't really stack up. And recruiting, look, Auburn is recruiting at a pretty at a pretty good level in the last four years, but it's not top ten. You know, it's not it's not what you would expect year in and year out. Yeah, so it's just like what are they what are they looking at? But you know, at one, it's Alabama that makes sense. Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, Clemson at four, Notre Dame at five. I don't think anybody's questioning um, any of that. Texas is six, Michigan seven, Oklahoma eight, which I mean, all of these are just like cream of the crop programs right now. And then nine is Pitt, the Pitt Panthers, which, you know, they had a good season last year with Kenny Pickett, but he's gone. Yeah, then, they must be really buying high, high on Keaton Slovis, I guess. Um, I guess so. And, you know, maybe he checks the boxes and whatever this formula is that we don't know. Um, but if yeah, I were if, right. If I remember correctly, FPI last year it was either last year or two years ago. I think it might have been last year. Um, had Mississippi State preseason top ten, and they finished seven and six. So like there, I, there's something that's overrating in FPI that's overrating conference. Maybe I mean like you look at that, you look at that F, you look at the FPI and the preseason. It's like yeah, Alabama, Georgia, you would expect it, but like LSU's right after Auburn at number eleven. Okay, um, right. LSU is going to be a different story. Like LSU has talent. They're going to, you know, reload. They got a really good coach, but yeah, it's like, can you really base it? And meanwhile, A&M, the darling of the preseason is How 14th. are they 14th? Right. right. Ole Miss. A lot of people are high on Ole Miss again this year. So you're back behind those two teams. It's just like, I I don't see it. I, I don't see it. And it's just like on predictions. They say these predictions, these simulations. And it's like, all right, well, what is the data you're basing that off of? Um, because, predictions and simulations that's one thing but if you're talking about you know a thing like sp plus or some of these other ratings these advanced analytics that you see elsewhere it's like okay this is just hard this is just what the data says right and 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 you and you come up with a formula that says if you plug in the, these recruiting rankings and this returning talent and this uh you know the past performances boom here here it spits it out if you're plugging it in and then you're running like simulations it's like you're starting to kind of um, you're kind of starting to go away from like the actual data and then it starts going to like, oh well, what if? you know, which is what ESPN yeah. does a lot with a lot of these things. Um, they, they're very big on their like they have one in the NFL. they have one in all these other sports too. and so it's it's based off obviously ESPN has some sort of prediction um, simulation engine. They have like a simulation engine of some kind that they I guess paid a lot of money for and they really want to get a lot of use out of, I would think. 
I, I guess so. I guess. I mean, they even got their. They were the ones that started passer rating, right? Or QBR? Which one was it? They what have their. They have their own QBR. They have a zero to one hundred QBR, which is different. Like, it's yeah. the. It's one of the funnier things. Uh, I had an editor at the Athletic that would kind of. He kind of taught this to me one time. It's like there's, you know, quarterback rating, uh, quarterback efficiency, passer efficiency, passer rating. All of them mean the same thing. Just make sure you know what you're like, what you're talking about <laughs> the most stuff. And so I like to say, like in college, um, I like to say passing efficiency because if you say quarterback rating, ESPN tried to buy <laughs> basically the, the like you know they basically want to make you think that they own quarterback rating, even though that's a stat that's been around for a long, long time. So efficiency is a better way to say it uh, because if you look at rating, it's then it starts getting into like what PFF does with their own rating system, and it's like yeah. There's some subjective stuff in there that like, eh, you know, let's the more the more we can get to like hard objective. This is what it looks like and project off of that. That seems a lot better to me than saying like we ran this engine a bunch of times, like we plugged right. it into Madden and simulated it a ton of times. I don't <laughs> know how right. to do it. Yeah, we set both themes to like computer controlled and we just watched them 20,000 times. Right, right. Justin Ferguson, our guest. All right. We try to make the case to see if if this could be anywhere close to legitimate. In just a moment, what I'll tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. They've got a ton of different flavors over at Built.com. You can see all the nutritional information, the ingredients, and everything you need to know about what you'll be putting into your body because Built cares about that. They've also got other products like Built Boost, which is this powdery drink that you can mix in your water, kind of give you energy throughout the day. Built Puffs are these new protein-infused marshmallows. They're absolutely delicious. Check it all out. At built.com. And whatever you buy, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Jay Ferg, what's going on with the Observer these days, my friend? Yeah, so uh, this week we did uh, something I, I did last year, and I, I can't remember if I ever did this at The Athletic, but um, do this thing after spring ball where I write – something a thought of some kind on every single scholarship player that went through spring ball so we did offense on tuesday defense on wednesday you can look at it if, if you have any like question or like hey what did this guy do during spring or what do you think about this guy like you can literally go up and i and i wrote a few sentences on everybody uh there so that was this week uh mailbag up on friday we did a, multiple podcasts this week by the time you're listening to this um Auburn Gymnastics will already have gone through the Elite Eight in in, right. in gymnastics, but we had Justin Leon to talk about that. We did a basketball podcast on Thursday. We did a football-heavy 8-day recap on Sunday, so there's been a whole, a whole lot of stuff going on. And, uh, yeah, we'll roll that into next week, trying to get a little bit more creative. It's the offseason. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. Justin Lee, I mean, what a job covering that team this season. Nobody better. Nobody <laughs> better. He knocked it out of the park. He was yep. incredible. He was incredible. And even covering SUNY throughout the, the Olympics, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just kind of kept that that going. So prop to him and thank you to him for, uh, for doing that. Um, all right. So let's try to make the case for Auburn where this ranking makes sense. Let's okay. just, let's just try to do it. How does Auburn become a top 10 team 
this season. It all comes down to the offense, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to the offense. Offense is what makes you an elite team in college football. You can, I mean, if you have an elite defense and have an offense that can make some good plays and, and kind of keep it moving, you could be like 2019 Auburn. Yeah. Um, which is the closest example we've seen. And like SP plus and so things, that was a top 10 team, right? You know, they might not have been top 10 by the end of the year um, in terms of rankings, but like human rankings, but like efficiency wise, they were, they were pretty, pretty much up there. Yeah. It's harder to kind of see that with this defense, just because like, there's no Derek Brown. Like there's no like one guy where you can be like that is now, do I think Colby wouldn't, do I think Derek Hall, do I think those guys like that could have the potential to be all SEC players? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I really like Colby wouldn't a lot. Like, it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Colby Wooden caught fire this season, and we talk about him as a guy who gets all American love. It wouldn't shock me. Now he's going to have a lot of work to get to that point, right? But the number, the advanced numbers last year loved him. For an interior lineman, few players in college football stop the run and rush the passer as well as he did. Yeah. But you know, you don't really have that kind of defining, like you know, superstar kind of player. Could uh, Owen do that? Uh, Could Owen reach that level? Could. A little different for linebackers, um, right. especially one like him, um, who, you know, isn't necessarily a pass rusher, but like, yeah. And the thing with Owen is like, can he get back to a hundred percent? Can he get back to what he was, you know, beforehand, but yeah. it all comes down to offense, really. It all comes down to, um, you know, how, how much this offense can kind of click. And so I think the big thing is whoever starts at quarterback for Auburn, whoever it is, you can lay any of the, any of the options out there. You can throw all four of them out there. I don't, I don't care. Um, that one clicks and boom, like is like instant success. And you're looking at a guy who catches fire, like first month of the season, five straight home games, you know, gets on a hot streak and then they carry that in the rest. It, it starts with that. Now, do I think this offense is going to build itself around Tank Bigsby and getting the ball to him? Sure. Do I think whoever win clicks at quarterback is going to be dependent on guys stepping up at wide receiver? Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it's going to come down to can the quarterback win you football games and win some games that you're not necessarily expected to win. I think if you look on paper this season for Auburn, um, the games, well, you would say what they're like two games that two, three games that they are clearly not for like, you know, not even close to a toss up. Probably you'd say Georgia, Alabama, uh, Georgia, probably, Alabama. Yeah. And then like A&M at home, you get A&M at home this year, but like a lot of people are really high on A&M. You've got two there. like So, like, basically, to get to a top-10 team, you're talking nine, ten wins in the regular season. You're talking competitive losses, if you have them, to yeah. the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world. Um, that's what it would have to take. Is that impossible? No, not at all. But a lot would have to go right, and it, it starts on an offense that just doesn't return a lot of passing game talent and has questions with some of the guys that they do bring back, uh, especially on the offensive line. Right. And something I really like about this ESPN FBI. So they have Auburn's projected win loss, 7.4 wins, 4.6 losses. And they say it's um, a 91.9% chance that Auburn gets six wins, which is relevant right now. Yeah. Because I mean that uh, everyone is kind of saying Auburn's going to go two and six or one and seven in the SEC. And you know, that, may not be enough to, to get you there if that's the case. So, right. um, you know, 91% to get six wins. I, I think that would exceed a lot of people's expectations as far as folks outside of Auburn. Yeah, it obviously thinks a lot higher of Auburn than it does Arkansas. That is a home game uh, this year. So, you know, that would be a, that would be a, a plus. 
obviously thinks a lot higher of Auburn than Mississippi State. That's a road game, but you know, so there's a couple that are right off the bat. And then you have LSU AM and Ole Miss in that ballpark with you. Um you do get LSU and AM at home. Um you don't get Ole Miss at home. So, like, yeah, you can kind of see where, you know, if you say, well, if Auburn wins most of their toss-ups at home and, you know, takes care of business at home, yeah, you can get this, you can get the seven wins that way. You can get eight wins that way. But I think it's just the thing with Auburn this year is that they are they are at a spot where, you know, there's so much, like, the, the, the gap between four and eight and eight and four is thin. It, it, right. It's thin. There's, there's like – you know, you could see a lot of things that kind of make or break this season. This is, you know, this team does not have like a super steady floor because it's just like, okay, you won just six games last season. You lost your final five. Um, and you would say that the talent is not as good as it was last season on the whole across the board. Now, we know that talent and what we see, uh, you know, on paper doesn't always translate to what happens on the field, obviously. Right. Um and I think if you have a coach that is dead set on saying, like, you know, we're going to exceed expectations, we're going to try to outwork people, we're going to outscheme people, we're going to we're going to do all these things. This is, I mean, this is going to be the test for it. Like, this is this is going to be it because it's a little bit more of your guys, or at least the guys you know who, who are still around have bought into the system, and it's going to be a test of like, okay, like you did not recruit at a time, you know, you don't recruit at a level of an Alabama or an, a Georgia or Texas A&M. What does it look like? What does it look like when you have these games uh, this season? So that's, that's going to be a bit, it's going to be a big test. It's going to be, I think the, the, the kind of real barometer of, of, of what Brian Harson is selling. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I don't know. I, I can talk myself into it. And it sounds like you can too. Hey, today's show brought to you by betonline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's playoffs for the NBA. MLB is starting. And you can get Auburn at some pretty decent odds um, to win the college baseball world series if you're feeling excited about that. So check that all out at BetOnline. Where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, our guest today. Got to you for a few more minutes. I posed this question earlier in the week um, to Mike G on the, on the War Report, but if you had to pick three SEC games that you feel most confident that Auburn could win this season to, to exceed that two and six mark that everybody's throwing out there, I think the first two, the, the first one is easy, right? I think Missouri, the first SEC game is kind of what a lot of people would go to. Um, would you start there? I would assume. I would say Missouri at home. I would say Arkansas at home. And I would say state on the road uh, would probably be your best, your, your best bets. Um, you know, LSU is going to be super, super talented. A&M super talented. Ole Miss is going to be a tough matchup away from home. You got Georgia and you got Alabama. What is it about Mississippi State that makes you comfortable with that? Um, it's just it's it's you're you're 
you're not playing against a team that has a really high talent level compared to you. Um, I think, you know, state obviously has a system and what they try to do um, gives people trouble. It obviously gave Auburn a lot of trouble last season in the second half. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just that, you know, if you're looking at, if you're looking at, like, if you're Auburn and there's so many question marks about you this season, and there's a lot that's got to click for you to have a good year. If you're talk, trying to talk yourself into, okay, what, what does it look like? What, what works? I think the baseline is say, okay, go to the teams that you know you have more talent than. You know, on paper, you have more talent than Missouri, Mississippi State, and Arkansas. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, that's that's clear, and that's in recruiting. You can you can point to that. Then it just comes down to matchups and you know development and all and all that all that fun stuff. The fact that you get Arkansas and Missouri at home helps. In State, it's just like you know. That's one of those teams. It's like they're never going to be a team that has elite, elite talent across the board, um, but they try to overcome it with their system, especially now with 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 Mike Leach. So those would be the three that kind of stand out as like, yeah, you, if you're wanting to have a, a good season, if you're wanting to take a step forward, those are the ones you must have. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it, I mean. Mine was um, Missouri at home, LSU at home. An Arkansas at home. I, I I just I think LSU may peak later in the season. I mean, there's a lot of changing parts going on down there. Yeah. I think Auburn got them at a good time of the year, and the fact that it's injured in her stadium, I think, helps you a ton too. Definitely. But um, yeah, I have paused the game in Starkganistan. I, I I just have a I, I I don't know if it's because of what happened at the second half of last year. I mean, that's clearly not relevant to what's going to happen this year. But yeah, I think there's a mental block there in my brain for some reason. Sure, I mean, I, and and again, remember Auburn was cruising in that game, like they 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 had the shown first that, half was like their best offensive half up to that point. It's like, oh, they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, and then you know, Bonex's injury oh, definitely didn't help them. Um, right. But and the defense melted down, and it's funny because it's like that's the same defense that played lights out against Alabama a few weeks later. Like, Crazy. it's college football. It's eighteen to twenty-one year olds. They're not going to be super consistent every time. That's the one thing, and and, and I see this all the time, and I, I think about it. Yeah, there you went through this in college basketball as well, but it's in college football. How many times you watch NFL and the NBA and dudes have off nights, teams have like really weird off performances, and it's like it happens all the time. And those guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do oh, that, right? Um, and they've been they've been doing this as their job for a while. Um, yeah, so it's the thing. It's like it's unpredictable. And like when you talk about this team coming up this season, it's like on paper, yeah, a lot's got to go right for Auburn to take a step forward, be better than they were last year. Um, it's also Auburn. Right, you know, it's it's also historically the least predictable team in in America. Right. Um, so, you know, if you want to bank on it, that's what I tell people all the time, man. It's not just because I write a newsletter and have a podcast that people have to pay to listen to. It's like the off season. Like, if you want to find reasons to be optimistic, hold on to that, cling yeah, on to you it. Can do it. Like yeah. that. That's that is you know that this is the time for that. Right, you'll have time to be angry and angsty in the season, like when the stuff actually happens. But if you want to be optimistic and you want to look for, be hopeful, there are pieces where you could say, Hey, our plays awesome defense this season, runs the ball. Well, takes care of the ball with their passing game. Guys develop over time. They, they hit the, hit the games at the right time. Yeah. They can improve from last season. Like there's a fair way to go about it, but there's also the other thing to say, man, this thing could go down quick. If, if things get, I, get out of we'll off bounce early. I mean, I think we'll know, after what to so you go Penn State at home, Missouri at home, LSU at home, you'll probably know which way it's going after those three games. Probably so. Probably so. Like I, it would be really hard for me to to, to see Auburn 
go through that stretch and not look good and say, okay, well, the back half will be better. You know, the time where you play Georgia and Alabama away from uh-huh. home, that'll be better. You know, you go that, that, Mississippi twice. So then you play, yeah, you, gotta go, you, gotta go to old, you gotta go to old miss. Like, yeah, that'll be better. That'll, that, yeah. You'll figure it out then. It's like, totally right. Whew, yeah. That'll be, that'll be a lot tougher. Yep. Jay Ferg, thank you for your time as always brother. One more time. How can people find you here? You support you all that good stuff. Yeah, auburnobserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year to get on board with a subscription. You can get a free trial if you want to check it out. Um, newsletters, podcast, three or four times a week. Um, Auburn football, men's basketball. Find it all there. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Makes the offseason a lot more bearable getting those newsletters every uh, every few days there. All right, we'll be back on Monday to recap everything that happened over the weekend right here on Locked on Auburn. See you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.